0: Hello everyone, this is Trevor with T-Time Reports. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, um, especially of the Detroit Lions coverage. This is going to be my wrap-up on our regular season coverage of the Detroit Lions. Obviously, they made it into the playoffs. They're going to be the number three seed, taking on the number six seed Rams, I believe. Um, So it's going to be an interesting fight. Obviously, Matthew Stafford returning to Ford Field, hoping to win a playoff game there. Um, as well as Jared Goff facing off against his former coach that tossed him in the trash. So the storyline in this game is bigger than any other game, in my personal opinion, of the Wild Card weekend. Obviously a lot to unpack there and dive into, but I would like to go over the season as a whole before we talk about the upcoming playoff game um, and, and the first game in the playoffs alliance I've been to since, I believe, 2016, which they got smacked around by the Seattle Seahawks in that game with Stafford in at quarterback for the Lions, of course. But um, getting into the 2023 regular season for the Detroit Lions, it was something special. A lot of ups, a couple downs, but overall, collectively, it was a lot of fucking good shit. It was a lot of good shit. I saw some good ball. Um, Let's get into, obviously, the quarterback position. You know, if you know me personally, you know I'm a Jared Goff guy. But objectively speaking, he had a very nice season. He had a very, very nice season. Another Pro Bowl uh, nod. um, 17 games played. Didn't miss a game. 40. uh, Excuse me. 407 completions out of 605 attempts. 67.3% completion. Over 4,575. Uh, that's actually the exact number 45 175 passing yards 7.6 average 269.1 yards per game 70 yard uh, throw is his long uh, 30 touchdowns 12 interceptions 30 sacks 197 sack yards lost and an overall rating of 97.9 overall a very very good season from jared goff um He's the second Lions quarterback to have over 4,500 passing yards and 30 touchdowns. Him and Matthew Stafford hold that name. Um, He's also the first Lions quarterback to throw for over uh, 4,000 yards as well as um, 25-plus touchdown passes in consecutive seasons. You can look that up as well. That is true. He's the only guy to do it. Uh, the other guy on a you know a passing stat sheet played all 17 games, also got a Pro Bowl nod this year because of his outstanding special teams play. And overall, whenever he is on defense in that linebacker position on those special third down packages, this guy's special. His name's Jalen Reeves-Maben, linebacker, played all 17 games, one completion, one attempt, 100% completion percentage, 31 yards, an average of 31 yards, uh, yards per game, 1.8, uh, 31 Long And it was on that fake punt with a rating of 118.8 as a thrower of the ball, which is pretty fucking awesome. Shout out to Jalen Reeves-Maben for overall a really good season. I really hope that he's back on the team next year. Um, getting into the rushing stats, obviously, David Montgomery, 14 games played, 219 carries, over a 1,000 rushing yards, 4.6 average, 75-yard rushing long. Uh, as, a, as a long play, that's his longest rush. Uh, four big plays over 20 yards, 13 touchdowns, 72.5 yards a game, two fumbles, one lost. Um, J- Jameer, G- uh, excuse me, Jameer Gibbs, running back out of Alabama, our electric run- uh, running back rookie who has been stellar, a guy that people really didn't know why we picked him as high as we did, but it's because he looks like Chris Johnson out there. He has electrifying speed. He is a very, very versatile weapon. A very good pass catching back who's going to just get better. Um, Quick feet, quick reaction timing. And when he gets going, he gets going, man. I mean, if our O-line is in rhythm, uh, him and Dave Montgomery with that one-two punch, it's disgusting. And it really just kind of, it it does the job. (laughs) But he played 15 games, 182 carries, 945 yards on the ground, 5.2 yards average, uh, 36 uh, as a long 10 big plays over 20 yards, 10 touchdowns as a rookie, fuck yeah. 63.0 yards a game on average, two fumbles, one lost. Craig Reynolds is our third leading rusher, 17 games played, 41 carries, 179 yards, 4.4 average, 19 long, Uh, zero big plays, one touchdown, 10.5 yards a game, uh, one fumble, one lost. Um... I know that he had his first career touchdown this year, and David Montgomery made him stay on the field, and I thought that was pretty awesome. Khalif Raymond had some some carries too, seven carries for 75 yards, on average at 10.7, a um, 40 rushing long um, play, uh, one big play over 20 yards. Um, Jameson Williams touched the rock three times, 29 yards, uh, as well as he had a touchdown on that, so that's pretty cool. Um Moving to our receiving, Amon Ross St. Brown, a Pro Bowl snub, a guy that should have been elected to the Pro Bowl, but it was a very tight race in the NFC. I understand that. But his stats, they speak for themselves. He only missed one game this year, 16 games played, 119 receptions, 164 targets, uh, 1,515 uh, receiving yards, 12.7 average a catch, 10 touchdowns, a long of 70, 24 big plays, 94.7 yards a game, one fumble, one lost. 668 yards of yak. (laughs) How did he not make the Pro Pro Bowl, bro? It's a joke. Sam Laporta, another rookie, a tight end out of Iowa, a guy that's just a dog, 17 games played, 86 catches, 120 targets, 889 yards receiving, 10.3 average, 10 touchdowns as well for another rookie, 48 uh, as a long play, 8 big plays over 20, 52.3 yards a game, 358 yards of yak. Josh Reynolds, 17 games played, 40 receptions, 64 targets, 608 yards, 15.2 on average, 5 touchdowns, 33 as a long play, 17 big plays, 35.8 yards a game, one fumble, one lost. Khalif Raymond, 17 games played, 35 receptions on 44 targets, which is crazy, 489 yards, 14 on average, a touchdown, a 41 yard long play, 90. Excuse me, nine big plays, 28.8 yards a game. Uh, Jameson Williams, 12 games played, 24 catches, 42 targets, 354 yards, 14 on, 14.8 on average, two touchdowns, 63 as a long play, five big plays over 20 yards, uh, one fumble, but it was not lost. Uh, Jameer Gibbs had 52 catches on 71 targets, 316 yards, 6.1 average, one touchdown, 24 as a uh, long play, two big plays over 20 yards. David Montgomery, 14 games played, 16 receptions, 24 targets, 117 yards, 7.3 a- on average. Uh, Br- uh, Brock Wright, 14 games played, 13 catches on 14 targets, 91 yards and a touchdown. Um, obviously, had that game winner against the Chargers, which was pretty fucking sick. Um, yeah, no, I mean... It's ma- it was mainly, you know, kind of Amin Ra and Sam Laporte. Obviously, it's a team game, but, you know, they showed out, bro. They showed out, and Goff was dicing, dicing it up. But uh, as, as for our defense, Alex Anzalone, our linebacker, 16 games played, 85 solo tackles, 44 assisted tackles, 3 sacks, 7 TFLs, 6 pass deflections, and 1 fumble recovery. Jack Campbell, 17 games played, 52 solo tackles, 43 assisted tackles, 2 sacks, um, 5 TFLs, 1 pass deflection. uh, Derek Barnes, 16 games played, 42 solo tackles, 40 assisted tackles, 1 sack, 5 TFLs, and a forced fumble. Kirby Joseph, a stellar player, a guy I love watching play. He's a fun, emotional player to watch. 15 games played, 68 solo tackles, 13 assisted tackles, 1 TFL, 11 pass deflections, 4 interceptions with 37 yards and a long of 22. Brian Branch, another rookie who stepped up to the plate at every possible moment. He's always around the ball and genuinely one of the more electrifying players on this team and a guy I think will be a threat on this defense for years to come. 15 games played, 50 solo tackles, 24 assisted tackles, uh, 1 sack, uh, 7 TFLs, 13 pass deflections, 3 interceptions, 63 yards, and a long of 50 with a touchdown, a fumble recovery as well. Um, Cam Sutton, 17 games played, 50 tackles, 15 assisted tackles, 4 TFLs, 6 pass deflections, an interception of 23 yards and then a forced fumble. Uh, Tracy Walker III, a guy I genuinely love. He is an all-around baller with that leadership quality you just love. 42 solo tackles, 17 assisted tackles, 1 sack, 1 TFL, 2 pass deflections, 1 forced fumble. Um, Aiden Hutchinson had a phenomenal year. 17 games played, 36 solo tackles, 15 assisted um, with 11.5 sacks. 14 TFLs, seven pass deflections, an interception with six yards, three forced fumbles, and two fumble recoveries. He had a phenomenal year. Absolutely phenomenal year. Malafonmu, our safety, really stepped it up in the final couple weeks with those two interceptions, uh, eight pass deflections, four TFLs, as well as a fumble recovery. Aline McNeil had a nice season. Um... You know, four TFLs, five sacks. Um, He had a forced fumble as well. Malcolm Rodriguez was everywhere. He had a forced fumble this year and, um, you know, a couple tackles here and there. But, you know, he was also used as a fullback, a tight end. I mean, he was everywhere, bro. I mean, they were putting him wherever. I mean, but I got to shout out some other guys. Will Harris, Josh Pascal, John Kaminsky, Jerry Jacobs, um... C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I know he was injured, but he, he's been a big part of this team. Julian Aquara, Quinn Bahana, um, Levi Anzirike, um fucking Dorsey, Vildor. I mean, so many of the guys that just stepped up and, you know, probably didn't look too hot, but just the whole team collectively on defense really stepped up when they needed to um, and wound up, you know, kind of helping us kind of navigate those murky waters towards the end of the season Um, and and you got to give a lot of credit obviously to Dan Campbell Brad Holmes Brad Holmes obviously for the job he's done with you know the offseason moves and the draft picks I mean he's turned the culture of this team around based on that alone but then you add in Dan Campbell who in my opinion should be coach of the year because he tied the franchise record with 12 wins turned this team around 21 wins in two seasons the most in Lions franchise history. You just really got to learn to appreciate it um, and cherish it while it's here because, you know, let's hope the Lions will never resort back to what they used to be. But I mean, the big thing in my personal opinion, it all starts at upper management. Sheila Ford has been phenomenal um, giving Dan Campbell and Brad Holm Uh, brad holmes the reins and letting them kind of go with their gut if you will making ballsy moves to go get jamison williams to get jameer gibbs to you know kind of rely on penne sewell who was a sure-cut pick but i mean getting the jack campbell selection you know getting able to get brian branch in the second round with sam laporta who's turned into the best tight end in the draft maybe top two tight end in football right now i don't know But, I mean, you really just got to keep that in consideration. It would not be possible to field what we have fielded this year without Brad Holmes, and then you have to add in the combination of Dan Campbell's motivational leadership skills as well as his overall grittiness of coaching. They got guys like Mark Brunel, Ben Johnson... Aaron Glenn former players this this clearly works if you find the right former player this recipe might be a recipe for success for future organizations down the line I mean you see the Falcons moving off Arthur Smith you know maybe get a fucking actual baller a dog in that head coaching position like D'Amico Ryan's a guy from an established organization who can utilize weaponry Not literally, but actually tactically use his Swiss Army Knives on the chessboard. uh, And look what he's done with the Houston Texans. I mean, the Falcons could so easily be in the playoffs with the talent that they have. I'm not trying to swing off topic, but if the Lions didn't have Dan Campbell, Ben Johnson, Aaron Glenn, and especially Brad Holmes, this would not be possible. And obviously, that's just an obvious fact. But, you know, since I'm kind of summarizing the 2023. Detroit Lions regular season, I felt like those were necessary notations to bring up, if you will. But I guess moving forward here into the big topic of discussion is obviously Wild Card Weekend. Uh, The Detroit Lions and the LA Rams are going to be battling off this upcoming Sunday at 8 p.m., probably on every platform everywhere because it's playoff football and the world's watching. And I talked about it at the beginning of the episode, this is the biggest storyline of Wild Card Weekend by far. Dallas play, playing Green Bay. No one cares. I mean, no one cares, bro. I, fucking whoever the Chiefs are going to be playing. I Just just know this. There's not a game this weekend that's going to be more meaningful as like a historical standpoint than this one. Can Stafford win a playoff game at Ford Field? Can he? Will he? I don't know. With that offense, with Puka Nakua... Robert Wood, I mean, no, he's not there anymore. Excuse me, Cooper Cup, former Rams fan, but, you know, you know I've, I've swayed off him. I think Tyler Higby's out, but Kyron Williams has been really good in the rush attack. I mean, we, our defense is going to have to step up. Our defense will have to step up. We will have to create pressure. And Stafford, even with pressure, that guy's a dog. He's not going to go out without a fight. We need turnovers. Kirby Joseph, Brian Branch, C.D. Deuce. These guys are going to need to emerge and really need to show that Detroit is here to stay. This isn't the same this isn't the same old Lions, this is Detroit. You need to make that known and beat the Rams. And then whoever wins the Green Bay Dallas game, that's your next opponent. I hope it's Dallas. I fucking do. Uh, they, 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 they robbed us earlier in the season. But either way, I'm confident on whoever wins that game, we can beat that team. The obstacle, truthfully, is this first initial matchup against the Rams. This is huge. Like I said, I laid it all out. Stafford potentially winning a game at four field or potentially showing that he'll never be able to. I mean, we saw Carson Wentz kind of throw some bombs in week 18 and Puka Nakua broke the record. They pulled him out immediately. I just really do believe that, uh, you know, it could go either way. It really could. Because you also have to take into the, uh, the equation, can Jared Goff send Sean McVay home and prove Sean that he's not just a system quarterback, but that he is an elite pocket QB that can dissect the defense and elevate a team. Can Jared Goff prove that this weekend? Can he finally prove that? That was the narrative around him his whole career in LA. This guy doesn't elevate the team. He's play action. Boom. That's it. But what I've seen the past two, now three years with Detroit is this guy's a gritty football player that wants to win. That'll do anything to win. That'll do anything for his coach. And I I, I want that story to prevail. But then you just got to think about, you know, when David meets Goliath, bro. Sean McVay is a proven head coach in postseason. So is Matthew Stafford as a quarterback. I mean, he won the Super Bowl not two years ago. I mean, we gotta give those variables, you know, some light because the lions are still unproven in this territory. Can they come out on top? I don't know. I I, I want them to so fucking bad, bro. Well, you know what this win would mean, bro, Dude, Just just this one wild card win would mean to the city so much. It'd be a Super Bowl. It would be a Super Bowl celebration. Just seeing. People that have never seen something like this their whole life. And then they see it, you know, and it's, uh, that's, you know, how can you not be romantic about football? That's all I got to say about that. I mean, that that makes you tear up a little bit, you know? I mean, even in 91, when they won that playoff game, they didn't go far. (laughs) A Super Bowl? Is this the year? Is this the chance? They're in. They kick the door in. You don't let off the gas in these moments. And if they do, they're fucked. If that happens, then we know what happens. A disappointing season from the Lions. It ends rough. Jared Goff, will he be the quarterback in Detroit next year? Question mark. Dan Campbell, can you get him over the hump? Brad Holmes, what's he got to do in the draft? There's going to be so many speculatory stories out there and questions. And just... That's what not that's not what the team needs. They're 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 still trying to get that culture to a winning mindset all the time, everywhere, no matter who. And they've done that. And you don't want to go backwards. You don't want to go backwards. If they can win the wild card, then my god, could maybe even go win the divisional. Appear in the conference championship game? Just appear. Run out. Gosh, you know what that'd do? Detroit would blossom. <laughs> Through the concrete, through the old Chrysler factories, they would blossom with fucking happiness, flowers, cries, and cheers, man. And that is a city that wants it more than any other city in this fucking country. I hate to say it to anyone, I, I don't even live in Detroit. And I know how bad they want it, bro. I know how bad that city wants it. And my God, if the Detroit Lions could even bring them just that glimmer of of, of sunshine, a glimmer of hope, I mean... That'd be something, you know, truthfully rewarding to watch. If you're a fan of the Lions or not. I told this to Mama. and we were talking, because obviously she's an Eagles fan, they're playing the Bucks. they look rough, both teams, you know, it's going to be a scrap fest. And I told her, I showed her that video of Sheila Ford bringing her mom in after the Week 18 win, and her mom is, you know, she's well up there. And she said, for the past 50 or 60 years, this is the most proud I've been of any season that that made me cry I'm not gonna lie bro like I actually I have no legitimate connection to Ford field to Detroit to to the club before Jared Goff got there but I went through those trials and tribulations 313 and one to nine and eight after starting out one and six I nearly gave up so many times man I, I I just wanted Jared to succeed but in that I found my love for this blue collar ta- like blue collar city this blue collar team that's built with guys that you know wouldn't be on the cowboys that wouldn't be on the chiefs but you know what they'd be they'd be fighting in whatever aspect of life that they were in whatever road they were on you get that every time this team takes the field no matter what no matter what those are there's those off chances they get smacked I haven't really seen much of that other than the Ravens earlier this year which that's gonna be scary. You know, that's the team from the AFC. You know, that's the clear cut, number one. But it's, it's it's one of those things where you can feel what Detroit feels when you watch this team go out there and play. You really can. And it makes you almost love it and want it even more for them, bro. And I think that's powerful. I think that's uh, something a little more than football. And that's honestly what it's about at the end of the day. But everyone out there, I really hope you appreciated this end of the year of the uh, 2023 NFL regular season for the Detroit Lions coverage. Hopefully I tapped into uh, mostly everything that I could in a a considerable amount of time. I greatly appreciate all the support out there. Shout out to any Detroit Lions fan out there, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening to this. It's greatly appreciated for all the support. And Let's go Lions this upcoming weekend against the Rams. I'm going to call the score. Uh, I don't know what I'm feeling real quick before we wrap this up. I think it's going to be 28-23. to Detroit. We'll go, baby. Let's go. Let's go, Detroit. Brand new Lions, baby. Let's go. Let's let's manifest that. Jared Goff is going to do what he's got to do. Dan Campbell is going to finally get that recognition. Coach of the year. Potentially. Maybe D'Amico Ryans if he wins the playoff game as well. He's one of those two guys. But I got to say this. Let's go, Lions. Let's go Tea Time Reports. Shout out to everyone out there listening. Definitely follow our social media accounts at all platforms, Tea Time Reports. Subscribe to the YouTube as well at Tea Time Reports and check out our website, teatimereports.com. All the support is greatly appreciated. This is Trevor signing off. Make sure you stay safe and stay awake out there, everyone. Goodbye. Peace.